Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise be to Allah, the Lord of the Worlds. Over 100 episodes, almost 40 different ethnic backgrounds, living in almost 30 different countries. In just two seasons, the Niqabi Diaries podcast has brought you the stories of Muslim women across the globe. Women united in sisterhood by their commitment to the Deen of Islam. Welcome to season three of the Naqabi Diaries podcast, where, inshallah, we will continue to bring you the stories of the women behind the veil. The Naqabi Diaries, our experiences, our perspectives, our voices. I'm your host, Samar, and thank you for listening. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair for listening, everybody. This is another episode of season three of the Naqabi Diaries. And today we have Sister Fatima with us. Sister, could you please introduce yourself for the listeners and tell us a little bit about what you do, inshallah? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, I'm very happy and very excited to be on Naqabi Diaries. My name is Fatima Haider and I am in Saudi Arabia, alhamdulillah. And yes, I have been in a very different, uh, you know, like different careers. I had been from uh, maybe last 10 years. I have gone through hospitality industry in HR and into art, just like, you know, I was also a makeup artist earlier. And there were so many things, subhanAllah, but then I have ended up to be a mind coach, alhamdulillah, where I you know, serve to the humanity. I can be a hand to hold the humanity, alhamdulillah. This is where I reach right now. And I have learned so many things through my experiences, alhamdulillah. So I think I can give, this is my intro that I can give it to you right now. But there is much more to know about me, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And I believe you also have a family as well, right? Yes, yes, alhamdulillah. I have a baby boy. Who is two and a half years old and my mom my dad and everybody is here right now Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. so um sister could you um give us some information about your islamic background inshallah and then how you got to be wearing the naqab okay subhanallah this is kind of very interesting question when somebody asks me because I am not very educated in Islamic ways, subhanAllah. See, I have Islamic background, so I, my parents are, mashallah, they are a good practicing Muslim. And uh, I have also got the knowledge about the basic Islamic knowledge in school and madrasa. But I have not any degree. I am not a degree holder in, in Islamic studies or anything. But alhamdulillah, see, I said to you as earlier, like I was into makeup. I was into so much of dunya and, you know, this beauty that people actually run to. But subhanAllah, I, I feel like it was a call for me where I started to wear naqab. But my mother isn't ready. But my sister, we weren't actually. We were only wearing hijab. But there was a point in my life where I reached to, you know, subhanAllah, it's kind of very interesting whenever I say about it. Because I had everything at that moment in my life. I had good work, prestige. I have people. I had so many things. I was actually in a position like where I was working at a five-star hotel and I was in a very good position in, in the dunya. So anybody who look at my Instagram profile or any of my profile, profile would believe that I lived the most happiest life. But subhanAllah, inside I wasn't happy. I was kind of depressed. I was, you know, you know sleepless. I had so many sleepless nights and I w- went through so uh, bad situation where internally I was fighting myself a lot. 
And I was trying to see like, where can I learn about Islam more? Where, where can I get reconnected to Islam? Because I was so much detached from the, the Islamic values, subhanAllah. Alhamdulillah, I, I really could you know, come up. So I actually saw a community where I went and attended. Um, you know, just they were sitting and having a session on Islam. And I just went to them and I just sat there because I was so depressed. I feel like I really wanted to end up my life. That was my situation. And when I went there, I, yeah, and they never judged me the way I look or the, the hijab I wear or anything. They were so much, you know, accepting me. And I sat, you know, as one of them, I was just trying to listen. What is it? If there is anything that can, you know, help me. And subhanAllah, you know, their attitude, their, the humbleness that they show and everything leads me to love the niqab. They did not say me anything about niqab or they did not even ask me, why aren't you wearing or anything? So for me, you know, looking at them, that modesty that they carry, subhanAllah, I'm getting the goosebumps when I say this. And I started to love to look that, you know, modest. Look. So, you know, when I see them inside, they are so beautiful. They can showcase their beauty. They can go out and do a lot of things. But they choose to close, you know, to wear the niqab. And that made me feel so beautiful, you know. And I just took that out. And I felt like I wanted to be one of it. And then I started wearing the niqab. Then when I wore the niqab, my sister also, you know, said like, okay, if you as a makeup artist, or, you know, you were into this, uh, this, what to say, career, and you stopped everything. And then if you wear the niqab, then I have to get into it. And she also started with me. In between. Yes, yes. Um, I just wanted to ask you more about the, um, the Naqabi sisters that you met. Where, where exactly did you meet them? Okay, I actually came across them uh, while we were actually shopping, I believe. I came right. across a lady and I just yeah, spoke to her. And from uh, her, I came to like when we, I can speak to anybody. I love connecting people, Paula. And I spoke to her and she felt like I am into a very different, like very sad, or, you know, my state is not fine. She told me, why don't you try to, you know, connect me and then come over, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how I actually get connected. They were very new to me and I don't know them actually earlier. And I just went them, I just went to that community and I have seen so many half women and mashallah, they are so beautiful. Like, you know, they are like my sisters. So I wasn't knowing anything much about it, but I have seen niqab. SubhanAllah, we see people here who wear niqab all the time. But when I see that community specifically, like, you know, and when I see their modesty and humbleness, I started to love this niqab. I feel like I really wanted to wear this piece of cloth, which can, you know, put me into that situation, uh, like an obedient to Allah. And I, I wear it, and I started wearing it. MashaAllah. So, um, so this was in Saudi Arabia at the time? Yes, yes, of course. MashaAllah. Okay. So, sister, can you... um. Um, tell us, how was your first experience wearing the niqab from a practical level? And I'm assuming that because you were in Saudi Arabia, getting a niqab to wear wouldn't, wouldn't be something that's difficult at all. <laughs> Actually, that's a tr tricky thing. If, you, if I mention about my story. So I see niqabis, like I literally see all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But when I at the niqab, there was so many ups and downs happening. See, actually, as I said, I was working in that, at a five-star hotel, and all I have I was seeing there were models, celebrities, businesswomen, and royals. 
And subhanAllah, I was just thinking like, you know, how much open they are and how much rich, but still somewhere I feel like there wasn't something which I was looking for. This was before my niqab. And when I actually reached to this position where I was so low in my life and I had to wear the niqab, so my audience, my people around me were, you know, they, they were looking at this beauty that I carry or the, the, the what to say, makeup artist profession that I'm carrying. Mm -hmm. so they were into it, right? And and uh, people around me were adjusting me, sorry, they were accepting me as a makeup artist, right? So when I suddenly covered my face, like when I wear the niqab, I saw so much of rejection in my community itself. So I know it is kind of very strange to hear the story, right? There were people like saying me, did anybody manipulate you? Are you going into something wrong? And they looked, they made it look very weird. And I literally cried. I was thinking at that moment, subhanAllah, being in this beautiful country, if I had to go th through this kind of situation, what would be the like, experience of people in different other countries where it's very new to them to wear naqab? And that made me think a lot, subhanAllah. And yeah, there, ha there are so many beautiful experiences with the niqab, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, mashallah. So, um, okay, when you put the niqab on, did you feel that you was used to wearing it? Like, was it comfortable for you? Uh, yes, it was. Actually, I have seen so much of difference, you know, without niqab and after niqab. So, I started getting respect. So if I go to any other places, nobody knows me who am I, right? Because you know what I believe? People might think that clear choice, niqab is a choice. And uh, people who, you know, choose to wear niqab need to have that discipline, need to, you know, carry it out. Because subhanAllah, we keep seeing so much of things of this beauty of dunya. People might feel like I would just want to remove and, you know, go on. So for me, I also respect to wear naqab and I also have seen there is so much of respect towards me. So before being, you know, in the hijab, so when I, uh, when I actually take something from the cashier or from supermarket, they don't even notice like if their hand touches my hand or anything. It, it is me who have to take care of that, you know, transaction. Mm -hmm. But after wearing the naqab, I have seen that they, the, the you know, non-mahrams, they try to, you know, keep that distance. And I feel so much respected, subhanAllah. I have seen this thing, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So um, when, when, when did you start wearing it exactly? How long have you been wearing the niqab for? Alhamdulillah, I think it's been um, five and a half years, maybe, yeah. Mashallah. Mashallah. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And what was your family's reaction? Okay, you mentioned that your sister started wearing the niqab as well, but what about other family members? How did they um, find you wearing the niqab? So actually, my father wasn't very much supportive about my makeup, uh, you know, journey or, you know, I was into beauty part, the mm -hmm. beauty uh, area. So he wasn't actually very happy about it. So uh, there was a point in my life where he told me, it's up to you. You choose your path. I can't, you know, keep saying things to you. And then you should actually start doing things from your heart. This is what he told me. And he did not try to, you know, impose that into me, even if he want me to wear the niqab. And actually, that I think it was their prayers, subhanAllah. Anyway, when they saw me that I invested so much into makeup and I, I invested so much into beauty thing and I had this, you know, the colorful, wonderful life that people really love to have, subhanAllah, you know, in dunya, I mean. Um, 
I did have this thing. And when I stopped everything, and then when I started to wear the niqab, they feel so happy. They feel like their prayers were answered. They were, they were like surrendered to whatever I say. That was the reaction that they gave me, alhamdulillah, when I started to wear. And yeah, to that, my sister also said that. She was also married at that time. Mm-hmm. She was my elder sister. And she said that, subhanAllah, if you stopped everything, all this makeup thing and everything, and then if you go into this niqab, of course, there should be something much more beautiful than all that you, know, you had earlier. And then she switched into niqab. Alhamdulillah, she's also wearing a niqab. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, um, okay, so you mentioned, obviously, we've talked about your work a little bit because you was already in the makeup industry. So how have you gone from that transition from working in the makeup industry to where you are now as the mind coach? What led you along that path? Okay. So alhamdulillah, I have seen so many beautiful, you know, community people and, you know, uh, most beautiful, you know, masjids. Makkah and Medina and everything. So I used to have so much of question in my mind being young. SubhanAllah, this is what I think of everybody. When we are very young, we are more, you know, innocent. And we have so much of love and everything towards people. You know, we, we come like that. And then when we go into this teenage, uh, you know, ages, teenagers, what really happens is we become manipulated with the social medias and, you know, people and, you know, the, the school life actually changes us so until you know when I was young subhanallah I used to love so much you know and I wanted to give more I wanted to do a lot of things etc and I still remember like in 13 or uh, 13 or 14 years old when I was 14 it was Ramadan and I was like mom I really wanted to stand up for Muslims I wanted to be a hand to hold women and uh, I said that I wanted to create a brand because see again my head is going to towards fashion Mm-hmm. But still, I had this thing in my head where I wanted to build a brand where I can, you know, um, uh, help women. And I wanted to, uh, you know, single mothers, I wanted to educate them and put them into this, you know, work on this brand. And whatever I get from this brand, I need to again give back to them. So it's going to be something, a project that I wanted to do for Muslim women. I had this thought when I was very young, like 13 or 14 years old, and I had so much thing that I want to do. But then... You know what happens when we keep meeting people and when we have so much of friends in different, you know, uh, what to say, like uh, Mac makeup or beautician or you know, fashion designing and these things, they look so beautiful and we get attracted to it. And I was mm-hmm. so attracted to it. And everybody lives here, you know, subhanAllah, even if uh, people wear niqab, niqab, uh, mostly I feel like it became a cultural thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So this is the reason. Nobody knows the real beauty of niqab. So if I was wearing the niqab from that time, maybe I would carry whatever I do, you know, with the niqab, subhanAllah. But what really happened, I was not wearing niqab. And then this makeup thing, I was very busy in makeup thing. I had like fashion shows or something that I signed up for, which I completely rejected when I, you know, started wearing niqab. Anyway, what I mean to say is, uh, I, I, I walked in a very, uh, you know, beautiful life according to the dunya. So mm-hmm. what people see right now in social media, I did have Instagram and Facebook with all my pictures and, you know, they looked so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I really knew that I wasn't happy inside. Mm-hmm. I myself alone knew that I am not in a happy situation at all. And I did have something missing, but my social media looked really beautiful. 
everybody wanted to take pictures with me and everybody loved me everybody wanted me to you know join their parties you know because i used to be so much you know i speak a lot and there's so much of energy in me mm-hmm. and everybody loved to see that part of me but very few people knew what i was going through mm-hmm. and that is what allah i think subhanallah allah wanted us to you know there is a, a question a call that is inside us which is not letting satisfy until we find allah and i still remember one day i was asking myself alone group why am i even living what is actually happening inside me i am not happy though i have everything with me why am i not even actually being happy when i have everything that everybody wanted and then subhanallah i was literally asking allah, allah i wanted to know about you please do help me like i want to really know about you i wanted to learn more about islam you know make me aware for it subhanallah mm-hmm. that's where i started to you know slowly surrender slow slow down and then i was so low and i used to go and work but i was not completely there to tell truth i come back home i literally used to cry so this was a situation i was going through and alhamdulillah when i met this lady yeah and i connected her when i went to the community when i know about it and nobody said anything about naqab and one day i turned out wearing a niqab and came and they like wow you wearing a niqab mashallah this was their reaction and they never said anything about niqab and i really wanted to say this to also niqab women that we women have to be so humble and so much love we, we actually are ambassadors of islam and if we really carry that character subhanallah people would really understand the beauty of niqab and it's in the hand of niqabis you know subhanallah Subhanallah, so true. So, like, I just wanted to pick up on a um, couple of the points that you've made there. For um, you know, you mentioned that you were suffering from depression, but people didn't know that that's what you was going through because you know your social media had you know was quick and um, completely different, like kind of image, you know, very positive and lots of beautiful things that you were showing, and you was very popular with people, and you know people enjoyed being around you and things like that. and um mm-hmm. you know you always had the kind of positive energy when you were around others but you was feeling depressed in yourself when you went home you was crying why do, why do you think you was having this kind of um you know experience internally why what what do you think um causes that i think that these are the you know product of our internal questions so because i know i have a family who is you know uh practicing muslim and they mashallah carry that value and i being the odd seen something missing in me like i was because i really love islam and i go makkah and medina and i read quran and everything is there with me it wasn't like i just you know disconnect everything you know from islam like well you know i did have connected but then something was missing there's a starting like i feel um this is not where why i am living for like there is something missing in me this missing part is a start like that was a call i guess subhanallah i feel like it's not going the way i wanted to go like i want to do so many things but something is not in a right way and it it was like confused state and i feel you know people are only into like money and prestige and they are living what i do which might not be even halal and these kind of questions you know so many questions uh, you know that lead up to this confusion and then 
again from the confusion into a conclusion from that is the niqab. so if you ask me a question like if you ask me what is the message i can give to anybody who's going through any kind of depression or something only one thing is that you can try to check the connection to allah so when we have this you know connectivity issue in our home when we don't you know get the correct connection to the internet what we do we just check the internet connection again we troubleshoot it right and we check if the connection is fine the same way i think it's a it's a, a call for you to check are you really connected to allah because subhanallah sometimes it's the fear factor that we have on our rub but maybe we need to have more love factor we need to start loving allah understand him and if you start to realize that you're never alone and allah is always with you i think things can you know solve subhanallah because you will never feel that loneliness because you know you are always in the sight of allah from that if you start thinking in that love factor instead of thinking that allah is only going to punish you punish you or whatever you have done and you know you know you think that the hell etc the scary thing of allah no 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 there is so much more to it and it's never just the punishing allah there is so much of things subhanallah Allah is ready to forgive us and we just need to repent he said tawab he's ready every time so it's we who actually have to fall into that track and i think alhamdulillah allah will you know help us that inshallah so can you get, tell us now how did you start doing the mind coaching that is a very beautiful question and i think i need to say something before that subhanallah mm -hmm. so i was in this industry right and i have seen so many people who accepted me loved me was with me started to go away from me because i chose to wear niqab Right. And this is happening in so beautiful countries, subhanAllah. This is kind of very shocking for people, you know. But then that is reality. What really happened? And I wanted to change my job. So maybe I was thinking that if I change my job, they're going to accept me as Naqabi, right? So I will have a new face. And I actually got a good job opportunity. And uh, <laughs> this is the beautiful thing. And... Uh, they said to me that it's like you know they after the interview they said you can come and join and and basically when i you know compare between both job opportunities like the existing one and the new uh, job the new job has more salary and so much more facilities and everything and i was okay i was very happy but they said me one thing they told me you can't wear niqab you need to remove the niqab so what job um, was that? What, what, what job what I, I, was it? It, okay it was also a five-star hotel but i was into you know sales and marketing as a reservation officer mm -hmm. and i said i can of course remove my niqab if there is a designated area for women and if it is mixed i prefer to be in niqab they told me no that's not possible so i said okay, fine. I know that that was happening wow. <laughs> subhanallah this is the reality you know so i said that okay fine if that's the case then i don't want the job and i rejected that job offer and the most beautiful thing is subhanallah when i just rejected that call i had that call and i can disconnect the call i i still remember that then i i was saying to myself that i am going to say this story subhanallah to the world I will tell them that being a niqabi, I had to reject, you know, because I respect my value, subhanAllah. Mm -hmm. And 
And this is what happening in the Qabidati, subhanAllah. <laughs> I'm alive and I'm saying this thing to you, alhamdulillah. This is what happened. And then I, uh, then, you know, the, I got married and I had care and I, you know, stopped all these work. And yes, again, I had into this, you know, uh, postpartum depression after my cesarean, my, my delivery. I was going through like, you know, what am I even doing? I'm not even actually spiritually, you know, growing or doing anything in my career. Like, again, I was, I was, I was wearing the niqab itself, but I was having that kind of confusion. And it happened. And I keep connecting to Allah and I ask Allah, Allah, don't let me die before, you know, letting me live the way you want me to live. And, you know, show the beauty of Quran. So I wanted to learn the Quran, know, and teach me the way you wanted me to learn. This was my dua, alhamdulillah. And then, you know, re- after that, I came across a job. It was a corona time and everything was online. And I came across a job where I was working in an HR company. It was based, the company based in Dubai. And I was working in HR and I was taking interviews and I was doing so many things, alhamdulillah, wearing up. And <laughs> the funny part is one of the board members, once when I discussed with me, said that, subhanAllah, you have a very good opportunity. You can get a lot of good opportunities. And, uh, the, you know, but one thing is there, your naqab is going to limit you. If you open up your naqab, you would get much more opportunities. And he's a Muslim, subhanAllah, he's not a non-Muslim. He's a Muslim man. And he told me this thing. And I felt very sad, very sad, because I, at that time, I was thinking like, I need to build up my, you know, my career. I need to restart again. And when he said this thing, I was so low. And yes, at that period, when I was actually in HR, I was, you know, um, I was studying, I was learning the mind power. So I was doing my certification course. And then after that, you know, call, I literally turned to my guide who's teaching this mind power stuff. I asked him, will my niqab stop me from being a, a mind power coach? Will niqab, you know, become my limitation? And he gave me a beautiful answer. SubhanAllah, he's the one who gave me a great answer. He said to me, Fatima, just be and things will come to you. And he gave me this flame which says, just be a hand to hold, palm to heal, flame to frame the world through wisdom by imprinting yourself for here, here and you know, here in, 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 in dunya and hereafter. So it's everything packaged, subhanAllah. I can be a hand to hold the Muslim community being a niqab. I can be there to be, you know, to help them heal things. And I can, you know, frame this world to these beautiful divine wisdoms by imprinting myself here and in dunya and in akhirah. And that, that is everything. And then I just stood up rolling my shoulder like, yes, alhamdulillah, I chose this to be. Because, you know, I have seen this thing in my whole life whatever situation I was in, I used to be people's person. Like I used to sit with people and I used to sort out their problems, whatever they go through. And I love to be with people. And this is where I actually signed up, you know, for mind coach and started my journey with that. And getting this flame, getting this, you know, this subhanallah, the light in me, I started to do my job. Sure. This is how I reached yeah, alhamdulillah. I don't know about it, sister. Yeah, because it's interesting that you say that because I mean, you mentioned earlier that 
um, from the age of around 13, you was interested in helping people and you wanted to do something to especially help women. And you did mention that you also wanted to help single mothers too. So was there any specific reason at the time that um, as a 13 year old that you felt you wanted to help single mothers? Okay. And I think I had more to it. So I was nine years, I believe, when I went to India the first time. So I'm from basically from India. Mm-hmm. So when I went there, I keep seeing, so my father is a serving man. He loves to serve. So he does so many things, subhanAllah. And I see this, right? Being a young girl, I can see things. And then I went to India and I went to some part of the, in, in India where I was feeling so sad looking at people. They were struggling and they weren't leaving the way I live in Saudi Arabia. This made me feel like, why? Why are they not having the same thing like I do, I have? And these kind of questions were rising inside me when I was very young. And coming back, I have seen so many people struggling. You know, we, we keep hearing stories like our mothers or friends on speak, right? And I keep hearing the struggle of women and how much they need help. When, when, this is later in, in, in Saudi Arabia itself, when I'm back from India. When I keep hearing again and again about women struggling in so many parts, they need to be financially independent. They need to have some source, you know, and they are not having that help. These kind of, you know, situations and stories that I hear being very young, listening to these kind of stories made me feel like, no, I need to stand up. I need to really stand up for, you know, something like that became my vision. But subhanAllah, when later in my teenagers and ending of my teenage, I literally forget the sitting. And I wasn't to make up, <laughs> not just make up into this beauty world. You know, and yes, I did study with a Canadian makeup artist. And yes, I did a lot of things, but that did not take me anywhere. And Allah had to put me into this situation where I reconnect to him and start my real vision, my mission, my purpose of my life. It's amazing how it's kind of gone completely round in a circle, isn't it? It's been quite a long journey. Yes, subhanAllah. Yes, exactly. So I think after 10, 12 years, I read you know, connected to the, my purpose, subhanAllah, after all that roller coaster ride. <laughs> so in your time of um, wearing the naqab and even the hijab, actually, have you, have you met any sisters who've been forced into wearing the naqab? Uh, to tell the truth, you know, naqab here is more like a cultural thing than, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't see anybody forced, but then people believe that they are supposed to be in naqab mm-hmm. when they are like into in a, in a puberty age or the teenage they are supposed to cover their face you know with the naqab because that's what they see but i really think that we are supposed to know the beauty of wearing naqab you know there are so many cultural feel like you know this is where they believe that we because we are born as arabs we need to cover their face mm-hmm. You know, and I have seen this thing and I try to make them understand like where my friends or, you know, the community that more than a cultural thing, it should be something that you love. That's when you see the beauty of naqab, you know, that's, that's when you understand why naqab is for. So, yeah, this is what, but I don't see anybody, you know, forcing. Uh, yeah, I did not see anybody force, yeah. So have you met, um, have you met any other sisters who like yourself, you know, was not wearing the naqab before, or maybe sisters who they would really like to wear it, but they're not allowed to wear it? Yes, I have come through so many of them, subhanAllah, because 
um, when I connect uh, with my Indian community, I have seen that it, there isn't, it's not a culture, right? So it needs more of uh, willpower and support of the family for a woman to go with the NACOP. And I have literally, you know, connected a few people who said to me that they really wanted to wear the naqab. They don't know where to start from or how would the people look, you know, towards them. And this is some kind of a fight that people go through. I have seen few of them. And there are like, subhanAllah, if you see them right now, you might not even think like, okay, would she, you know, wanted to wear naqab or not? Because that's the way they live right now. But mm -hmm. internally, she is falling in love to this niqab. Mm -hmm. You know, that transition is so beautiful. And only the person who go through that transition would experience it. SubhanAllah. So, yeah. And I say that that message to them that you don't need to be so, you know, um, you know, you don't need to start like forcing or, you know, to go, um, you know, in your family, especially your husband. You can try to make them understand mm -hmm. why actually you want to wear the niqab. You know, because we can, it's in our hand. We can just, you know, say, I'm going to wear it today. I don't care. Anybody says anything. But if you have a husband and a family, mm -hmm. you need to actually, you know, bind them. Because yes. even wearing a niqab is kind of be a gesture where shows the beauty of Islam. And even when you take that step, it shouldn't be very harsh. It should be very smooth. Especially in your family. I don't say, I'm not saying about the society. You can't make everybody happy at all. Yes, even maybe in your family mm -hmm. but the start the start of that you know step should be with love should be with you know so much of that binding that make them feel like why you are actually falling into this uh, you know naqab love <laughs> i mean why you wanted to fall into this naqab uh, you know and start wearing naqab this is what it is. yeah SubhanAllah, mashallah. So, okay, you've mentioned already your journey to Nakab and how it actually um, was something that made you have to change your career path um, from being a makeup artist back to, you know, your original kind of path, which you'd always had to this idea since you was quite young. But, um, it, um, on, like, would you describe the Nakab then as being a kind of barrier? No, where I am standing right now, it's never a barrier. SubhanAllah, because everything has changed. I, right now, even not even putting up my picture or, you know, even if I'm wearing a niqab, I am not putting up any picture of mine anywhere in the social media. Till, alhamdulillah, when people really need, they can sense the energy. They, when, they, when I connect them or when I talk, because I actually take every week, you know, free sessions. And when people come to me and they say that, SubhanAllah, I, we don't see you, but the words that you say is impacting. So this is my job. And if they feel that, and if they are actually change, you know, transforming, their life is transforming with my words, that is it. That's my work, alhamdulillah. So I, I never think that it's a barrier. See, it's up to you who, you know, it's up to a person who wears an aqab. If they think it's a barrier, they will start seeing everything as a barrier itself. But if you believe that's not barrier, things will open up to you. Just like my guide said, just be and things will come to you. And I was so shocked that, that recently I was called for um, a session and it was a fitness industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are Muslims and non-Muslims and I asked them, do you know that I wear a niqab? They said, it's fine. It's okay, but we want you to talk. And I was like, oh my God, what my guides have told me is true. So I don't need to change according to what people want. Mm -hmm. I can be me. 
and things will come to me. That was I. That was what I was taught. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So um, and also, would you dis, would you say that um, in your experience, that you think that sisters who wear the the hijab get treated differently from sisters who wear the niqab? So for me, uh, see, if a person is wearing a hijab, mashallah, they're doing a good job, you know, wearing the hijab. And I think it started to become very common and everywhere, like in, even if in India and in, you know, in, in Saudi Arabia also, like it's, it's fine to wear a hijab and people actually look fine with it. And in, in this, this country where I'm living, niqab is also completely fine and everybody, maybe they respect you more. And in India, there would be people who might think it is kind of like an extremist, like, you know, extreme mm. kind of thing. It's not necessary. Um, this is kind of, it's people's view. Like, I'm not sure, like, you know, like, because I was, I did not live much in India and I don't know how things look there. But then this is from my experience that I feel when an Akabi is looking at a lady where, um, you know, a lady with a hijab, the Akabi should never, you know, look her as like, you know, she should, she's you know, doing wrong or she should be wearing a cup. You know, we should not have that judgmental feeling when we, we as a niqab, we look into, you know, people who wear niqab, uh, hijab. Mm-hmm. And again, people who wear hijab should not look as niqab was something that they, they are forced to wear. You know, this is something happens because, you know, because of this cultural feeling, because I, I don't think this is there in the West. Uh, people who wear niqab, most of the people are very happy. But the people who wear hijab think that niqabis are actually struggling. They mm. can't open up their face and, you know, walk. And if you see the difference, if you turn and check what niqabis feel, they feel like the sister may you know, know the beauty of wearing the niqab. Because, you know, I remember what my husband said to me once. He told me that, Subhanallah, in, in our community, when a man wanted to marry a woman, how do they approach? They come to the house, they look at the girl, maybe with a picture or with, they meet her, mm-hmm. they see her with a face. So Subhanallah, if a man is looking at someone's face and thinking like, okay, maybe I want her to be my wife and then try to know about her and you know, get to know more about her, then if they take that decision, that means a face can actually help you you know, choose like if she wanted to be my bride or something. So there is this thing, subhanAllah, like it's open to everyone. I am opening my face to everybody. And anybody can actually see me and decide or choose. You know, this, this is coming, uh, this is becoming free to anybody to choose mm-hmm. looking at the face. So that freedom is there if someone is with a hijab, right? <laughs> I mean, not as a freedom, that, that's open to all. Yes. So I need to cover my face you know, to protect my, my beauty, whatever Allah has given me, as like an obedient. Now, I'm not forcing anybody to actually wear niqab. What I mean to say is, hijab, wearing a hijab, if you feel happy, alhamdulillah, that is good. You're doing, you're doing a good job than many others are not wearing hijab. But if you have that feeling that you wanted to, you know, make it to niqab, then go on. But if you are not still comfortable, then try to understand the beauty of niqab. This is what I wanted to say, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yes, as, a, uh, as a hijabi, this is a, this is the thing that I wanted to say that covering the face, sorry, the hair might not be enough because people can still choose you, comment on you know, comment on you, look at you, you know, and say things, and maybe you might feel you know discomfort with people's comments. 
it can't happen with, with your hijab alone. But if you wear the niqab, things are changing. You completely cover your face and there is nothing more. Like you, you don't want to feel a discomfort from any comments from people, you know? I hope that is clear. Yes, um, uh, have you experienced any kind of traveling with wearing the niqab? Um, not exactly. You know, I have seen respect. Uh, see, because maybe because I just went to a few countries where, you know, niqab is common. Okay. But once I had the thing, uh, you know, in the airport where <laughs> they were asking me, like, because we were wearing a good dress inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they were actually trying to check us inside. So, you know, there is a specific area for women. So we open up our nakab anyway. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, they checked. The women would be checking us, right? They were asking me, like, why do you actually have to wear a good dress when you are not even ready to show this thing? And why do you actually cover? And I was like, what should I actually answer this? Because, you know, it's, it's a very short time. And I was like, yes. I just smiled and said, I prefer to wear it and, and open up to whoever I wanted to show, like yes, my sister, my, yeah. And then, yeah, that was the only thing I happened, I believe, and Alhamdulillah, nothing, nothing else, Alhamdulillah, until now. But when I was about to wear the naqab, I used to have this feeling like, would I be accepted in every country? That was a fear that I did have in my mind mm. when I started my naqab, yeah. So, so do you feel more confident traveling now since that you've been to different places and you've not really had any issues with it? Alhamdulillah, things are like people with an aqab are doing a great job. I see them moving everywhere. So I don't have to worry about it. And if I have that fear, see, being a mind coach, I really understood that. If I have that fear, it's going to happen. And if I don't have the fear, then it's fine. The beautiful thing is, subhanAllah, we are living, limiting ourselves, thinking that we, want, we won't get any opportunity being in naqab. The real thing is, subhanAllah, the whole world belongs to subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah. Exactly. And when it is his, why do we actually have to worry? Imagine you, uh, uh, you know, a country's king is your best friend. Would you, you know, be afraid to walk in that street any time of the day or in the, in the night, in the day, you wouldn't even feel any, any, you know, fear. You wouldn't have, because you know that the king is connected to you. Like anytime you call, he's going to send his, you know, armies or forces. You're always, you know, in his, what to say, sight. So mm -hmm. you won't even have that fear. SubhanAllah, this is what I think every woman have to have that feeling. And if you ask me, like, why do others treat Naqabis different? I have something to say in this part. We Niqabis must understand something that, Alhamdulillah, Allah has chosen us to know the beauty of Niqab. But maybe that did not happen to others. So they might not know what it is. So I think we need to make them understand, you know, with our gestures, with our, you know, character, with our attitude, that this is something which we carry and we are beautiful inside, mm -hmm. you know? And it might look strange for some. So, subhanAllah, there are some other religion where the monks and all, they wear some strange kind of dresses and they come in. And it might look very odd to people, right? But they may, they may carry it, you know, with so much of discipline and with love and whatever. They, so, it's people's, you know, view on them and us, you know, because it's very uncommon. It might look strange, but we should understand that and speak to them in love 
because subhanallah Allah has blessed us with that knowledge or blessed us with that you know inner beauty of you know to understand the beauty of niqab so it's we who actually have to go little down and talk to them and say may Allah bless you you know these kind of gestures instead of yes, saying it's, it's my right I will wear you know this is going to be arrogant mm -hmm. so subhanallah Allah has taught us to have that beautiful akhlaq we need to have that beautiful attitude the character and if we don't carry that and if you wear the niqab the picture of niqab is going to go very low we need to build that you know we need to show much love we need to show that a person who's wearing a niqab has that inner beauty which is taught in our islam in the quran and sunnah and everything exactly so it, we yeah it, you know i will tell you something we when we are first of all a muslim we have so much of right you know so we become the ambassador of islam whatever we do even if you are a person who is not wearing a niqab or whatever it is at least start with the character then when you come to the stage of hijab please follow again and remember that you're ambassador of islam you walk whatever you do will be said as islam is this this thing it can happen in any time of the day, uh, time in the in the life again the transition from hijab to niqab you still have to that carry uh, you know still have to carry that attitude that beautiful akhlaq so that people understand who wear the niqab has this beautiful heart so it should be like that you know so i don't say anybody before correcting the akhlaq or correcting their uh, you know character they should not force and themselves and wear the niqab that's gonna you know ruin the, the beauty of niqab for me that's what i believe you need to cleanse inside much if you feel like you wanted to wear the niqab please go ahead and wear the niqab this is the thing that i wanted to say so but <laughs> i was just about yeah. to ask you what advice would you give to sisters who wanted to wear the niqab but they're struggling but i think maybe you've already answered it now yes 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 exactly yeah subhanallah yeah. so this is what i want to say that women wherever you are make sure you have a beautiful character attitude towards humanity towards everyone you need to hold on to that first then the rest that's what it follows yeah absolutely absolutely and um yeah i wanted to ask as well um because obviously your transition to wearing the niqab wasn't as smooth as some might have expected since you were living in Saudi Arabia when you started wearing it. So, would you say you've and would you say that you've experienced any kind of abuse for wearing the niqab at all? As an abuse, subhanallah, no, I don't. But I still remember the time where I was working. Uh, one of my friends came to me and said that. Uh, I'm not no longer going to be a friend of yours. I used to respect you much, but I can't. Yes, but I can't. Uh, by the way, it wasn't a Muslim person, so okay. it's, I don't say, yeah. And I said, I can't accept you with the niqab, so you're no, more, you're no longer my friend. And I, I did really cry that day, mm. you know. I really cried, but then I still thought of so many sisters around the globe, alhamdulillah, because that made me think, if I'm going through this kind of situation in this country, then how about the others? SubhanAllah. So I have seen my friends who weren't wearing niqab, are wearing niqab right now, and they had really smooth transition. And it doesn't have to be like me, of course. Mine is something unique because I was so into, you know, makeup. Yes, Maybe that's the history, Yes, yeah. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Okay. Alhamdulillah, sister. Mashallah, it's been amazing talking to you. I'm going to ask you, inshallah, the last question, which is what does the niqab mean mm -hmm. to you? 
Niqab means something like surrendering to my Lord. I am surrendering with, you know, that's what I feel. So subhanAllah, I'm in that modesty. I carry that modesty and I'm being obedient to Allah. I, I have, you know, something I can choose. SubhanAllah, Allah is not going to stop us when we choose anything wrong. I can. And this is my choice. And it's conscious choice that I do for the sake of Allah. And how beautiful is that? And I know in return, I'll be in a very peace state. And I am in. Alhamdulillah. SubhanAllah, can you imagine? Right now, I'm working as a mind coach. And my basic, the, 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 the main head, uh, the idea that I'm, you know, focusing on is to have clarity in mind. So there's this, uh, like, you know, and, and this time, recent time, subhanAllah, people fall into so much of gathering from everywhere, from internet and everywhere. They learn, they study for, and they go into history sessions and they actually learn very different, you know, um, careers. Like I can say, they may be doing digital marketing and they're doing robotics and they're doing so many things, coding and and they get messed up. They become like overwhelmed and they don't know how can they actually turn something into, you know, um, money is the world. And they struggle so much with so much of information. And what I really understood is that, subhanAllah, everything is good. It's not haram, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's you who choose what you want. If, if we learn to choose what we really want, we will know to say, you know, we will know how to say no to things we don't want. This way, you can live happily. This is, again, the same thing that is happening with the niqab. My niqab is my choice. So if, a, if I want it to be everything, I cannot be. I need to choose one of it, you know, and then move on with it. SubhanAllah, the same thing that I am actually teaching in, in my mind power coaches, you know, in my program is the same thing. SubhanAllah, declutter your mind and focus on your purpose and make sure your intention is very pure, even if you wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. You know? And always see how can you please Allah with whatever you do. That way, your work, your life, everything becomes ibadah. You know, subhanAllah. So for me, niqab is a way. It, it has opened everything for me, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been amazing speaking to you today and you've given a lot of your time as well. And I'm sure inshallah the listeners will really enjoy listening to your experiences as an Akabi and also obviously your advice that you've given as well. Is there any place that sisters can reach out to you for your um, you know, maybe if they want to connect with you, for example? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. They can connect me in Instagram mm-hmm. and my name is uh, Mind Coach Fatima. Okay. So they can just, you know, yeah.